I believe the key word there is go, because this is a third part of our series, gather and worship, grow in groups, and go in service. If you missed out on the last couple of weeks, uh, I'm not going to take the time to catch you up. I wish I had the time to catch you up, but we're talking about Three to Thrive, and this is the third part of the three-week series. And today we're going to dive into that third part about going in service. Going and serving has always been at the core of Jesus' ministry. When I serve others, I serve Christ. It's just the way it goes. It's hand in hand. Serving people, though, is not easy. I'm going to just be transparent. I don't like to serve. I like to serve myself. Now, don't look at me with judgmental eyes because you're there too, because we're flesh, we're human, and we have a tendency to want to serve self over anything else. It, it requires me to focus on others and not myself when I serve, and that's difficult for me. Um, my wife, she serves, and she cleans, and she mops and sweeps like twice a day, and I sit on the couch, and I'm thinking, I should step up and do that for her. And so I'll say, Brianna, why don't you let me mop for you? I'll do it. I got it. And she's like, no, it's okay. I got it. And I'm like, uh, no, seriously, let me. In my mind, though, I'm thinking, no, I don't want to do this. Please say you've got this because my flesh doesn't want to serve. So last night, I said to Brianna, she was mopping again, and I said, hey, let me do that for you. I can mop. I love mopping. Not really. Let me do it. And she goes, no, I got it. I got this. And I said, why don't you just stop? Stop serving. Let me do it for you. She said, no. I said, why? And she goes, because I read your notes. I read your sermon notes. And I know what you're really thinking. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, you're doing great. You're doing good. What a hypocrite at that very moment. Yes. Oh, yeah. I read your notes. I know you don't really want to serve. And the problem is we're all like that to serve. It's self-sacrifice. So before you judge me, remember we are all in that condition because we're sin. We have this sin nature. Let me put it that way. And we just don't like to serve others, putting others before self. Servanthood is selfless. It's one of those things that you have to cultivate. And I know the Holy Spirit helps us with that if you're a Christian. But it takes work to develop those things. It takes time to do that. Part of the DNA of Thrive Church is to serve. I mean, we're a brand new church. We've been here about one year. And it was my desire as a pastor to start a church that has the DNA that believes in and, and strives to, to love its community. That is Thrive Church. And that takes a lot of motivation because we are just not motivated to serve God and others. Now, don't act like you're super religious because the reality is we will struggle in this area. But we are called by God to go above and beyond and get out of our comfort zone. It's called the Great Commission. We're commissioned by God. There's a number of times in Scripture we see the Great Commission mentioned. Uh, Matthew chapter 28, we see it in Mark chapter 16, we see it in Acts chapter 1, Luke 24. There's different aspects of the Great Commission mentioned. And it's the words of Jesus that are spoken to his disciples in these passages of Scripture that says, You are to go. And it was right before his ascension into, ascension into heaven. He made it very clear, your job is not to just exist, to manage, to maintain. It's to go and make disciples. It's to reproduce. 
And so I, I want to focus primarily on two of those passages of Scripture. Commissioned by Jesus, the Great Commission, um, to go. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all of Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now remember, Acts chapter 1 takes place just before what we talked about last week when we were talking about uh, gathering worship, growing groups. Uh, the church was commissioned by God. You, you have the disciples commissioned by Jesus himself saying it's time for you to go and be witnesses and preach the gospel, the good news of the death, burial, and resurrection of me. Let people know and let them to continue in your doctrine and your teachings. And, and, and we're going to see in chapter 2 of Acts, we saw this last week, the church exploded in Jerusalem. It was amazing. I mean, half of Jerusalem was attending church. It was, it was, it was something that we desire to see in our culture today. But before all that happened... There was a commission to the disciples. You are to go in service. You are to preach the gospel. And not just here in Jerusalem, but Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Let me, let me reference Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. That's preaching, teaching, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them, verse 20, teaching them to observe all things, that's very important, all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. We are to go in service because we're commanded to. It's not an option. It's not a request. It's a command. We are commanded to serve others and to tell them about Jesus Christ. That's part of serving. Go or to go is accomplished in two ways. And to serve is done in two waves. Now watch this. We go near and we go far, according to Acts chapter 1. And you shall be witnesses unto both me in, in Jerusalem, Judea, and what? Samaria. That's literally like saying you're going to be a, a witness to those in Dublin and also Columbus and even as far out as Delaware. Yeah, that's what we do. You know, so that's the near. And then the far in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, at the end of it, into the uttermost parts of the earth. So that's branching out of our comfort zone. It may not be in Ohio. It may be in another part of the United States. Or maybe it's out of the country completely. It's like the mission field. You all following me? And I know that we can't always, we would love to go on missions trips. I mean, we just can't afford it. You know, if you're anything like me, you love the idea of being able to be a part of a missions, uh, a missions trip, but it's very costly. So what do we do? We as a church, we, we develop what's called faith promise. It gives you an opportunity to invest in missions without going to the mission field, right? You're going to give above your tithe to a missionary so they can successfully reach those in another country. Now, I am so excited that this year, Thrive Church is going to develop their missions fund and begin this faith promise. And we're going to start supporting missionaries, local and foreign. But that's part of the far. So we got the near and the far. I like Mark chapter 16, verse 15. This is part of the Great Commission. Jesus said unto them, go ye into all the world and what? Preach the gospel to every Creature, every individual, every human being that was created by God, you're required 
to go near, and to go far. And then there's two parts to serve. We serve by sharing the message of Jesus. That's the spiritual aspect. We share the message of Jesus, and we also serve by using the methods of Jesus. That's the physical part, and that's found in Matthew 28, the passage we have already read. Verse 19, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy, the Holy Ghost. And now this is important because we do, we do that. We don't bypass this. This part of serving, sharing the message of Jesus Christ, we give them the truth, the gospel, and then we follow up and make sure that that person gets baptized, not because it's a part of salvation. It just shows that who you have or who you are, let me say it that way, who you are in Christ. It's an outward testimony of an inward change. And then we follow up by doing exactly what Acts chapter 2 says. We add them to the church. Now, specifically the local church, when you become a believer, you're part of the body of Christ. We talked about that. And I love it. It's such a beautiful picture because this is serving by sharing the message of Jesus. That's the spiritual. But we also, by using the methods of Jesus, that's how we serve. That's the physical. Teaching them, this is Matthew 28, verse 20, the end of it. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Everything. I want you to observe everything I've done and practice it. That's Jesus speaking. So I'm, I want to focus primary, primarily on the way we are to serve according to Matthew chapter 28. So if you're with me, perk up, okay? Because I don't want to lose you on this. These are some beautiful, simplistic things that all of us can walk away with and say, hey, I understand it and I can apply this to my life and actually practice this. We serve by sharing the message of Jesus Christ and by using the methods of Jesus. So we go in service. By sharing the message of Jesus, go ye therefore and teach all nations. To serve God, you have to always be ready to share God. It goes hand in hand. We are a uh, society that's me motivated. That we go into the me mode. I heard a pastor say it this way. He said we ought to be in the so mode, not the me mode. I like that. In other words, we ought to be soul conscious that we're constantly looking for an opportunity to share our faith. Uh, Kevin's here, and I don't want to put you on the spot. This is his first time in our church. But I was out here loading the trailer last week, and, and he, gives me this, he gives me this track, and I'm like, what's this? And he says, it's a gospel track. He said, what do you? And I said, we're Thrive Church. We meet over here in the library. And he goes, yeah, that's great. And, you know, we had a little bit of conversation. But the point is, he wasn't ashamed to give the, the gospel. Yeah. I love that, looking for opportunity. And he explained how he looks for opportunity to give that track. I love that. That is what it's all about, sharing your story. I think it was about a month ago we talked about how important it is to use your story to lead people to Jesus Christ. Paul did it continuously. It's powerful. It's who we are as a church. Thrive Church purposes to practice sharing our message or the message of Jesus Christ. We do it in a number of ways. Now, it's the DNA of who we are. This is how we go and serve. I'm going to show you a couple of these ways that we do it. We do it by, we established... Um, a number of months ago, at the beginning of the school year, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And so we meet right behind the library here at John Sells Middle School uh, every other week on Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. And all these kids get up really early to hear uh, biblical truth, uh, principles, and the gospel. And, and, and I, I'm amazed because I struggle going. But it's our opportunity 
I struggle because it's so early. It's our opportunity to share the message of Jesus Christ. This is a spiritual part. This is how we do it. Not only that, I, I love the fact that we had Magic Camp last summer right here in this room. Kids got together to learn uh, illusions and magic tricks. And, and, and through that, we also gave them gospel magic. We presented truth by using gospel illusions. And so this is going in service, sharing the message of Jesus Christ. And, and then it didn't stop there. We, we also have an opportunity, the, the Adventures Club. The Adventures Club is taking place right here in this room on Thursdays starting at the end of June. This is a big opportunity too for us because we're going to allow kids. It's like a, it's, a, it's a club that they can come to and they can register for and they can be a part of and they're going to study Noah's Ark and there's going to be some hands-on uh, activities and, and, and that is not necessarily crafts, but it's going to feel like a, a mini vacation Bible school, but we share Jesus Christ, sharing the message of Jesus. And we don't stop. We go door to door. You say, do we knock on the door? Not necessarily, but we, we enjoy putting the door hangers on there. And you say, what, what's the point of that? Well, there is a point to it. The reason why we do that is because we want them to be able to scan the QR code and go straight to the gospel page on our website that shares the, our faith, our faith in Jesus Christ. It's sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. It's very simplistic, but it's effective because this is what we were called to do. Mark 6, 34 says, And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were with, as a sh like sheep without a shepherd. And he, and he began to teach them. And he was investing in them. Why? All because of one word, compassion. Here's the reality. We go in service by sharing the message of Jesus Christ, but it's impossible if we don't have compassion. Compassion comes by understanding the condition of the world and those around us in our community. You have to be understanding. It should break our hearts when we see things that are taking place in our community that are contrary to the gospel, contrary to the scripture, contrary to doctrine. It should bother us. We are never going to be that church that goes out and we're going to create discord because we disagree with what they're doing because it's contrary to scripture. No, we're going to go out and give them truth and love. That doesn't mean we conform to them. We just challenge them according to God's word to, to accept truth. Jesus constantly had compassion for people in all walks of life. Now examine yourself right now in your seat where you're at. Do you have compassion for all walks of life? All color, all kinds of backgrounds. Jesus invested in Nicodemus because Nicodemus was a religious leader. He was a Pharisee, but Jesus still loved him, even though his people, Nicodemus's people, would end up crucifying him. Jesus went out of his way to love the outcast, the Samaritan woman at the, woman at the, the woman at the well, as we refer to her as. I mean, these were outcasts. Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans, but Jesus still loved her where she was, the outcast and helpless. It's the people that couldn't help themselves, but Jesus went above and beyond the help like the man at the pool of Bethsaida. And for 38 years, the man couldn't move, but Jesus loved him where he was because he was helpless. This was the condition of the man. And the hopeless, the woman with the issue of blood that fell at the feet of Jesus and touched the, 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 his garment and, and believed that Jesus could transform her life physically, but he also changed her life spiritually 
Do you see what Jesus does when he had compassion? Do you see the pattern? He said, well, there's some crazy people out there. Well, Jesus encountered them too. Crazy people. The maniac of Gadara. He was crazy. And I'm sure the disciples are like, there's no way we want to be a part of this. No. It was like watching a movie take place as you read it. It's crazy stuff. And the, the woman caught in adultery. There, she's, she's filthy. I don't want anything to do with her. No, Jesus says, I do. I, I want to share. I want to go and surface and share the message. The thief on the cross when Jesus was dying. Do you see? He never stopped having compassion for all walks of life. Said, well, those kind of people, they just, they make me so mad. I just can't stand them. I've even heard people say, I hate them. I hate them. Don't want anything to do with them. To go in service means we have compassion on everybody. We don't applaud it. We don't conform to it. We acknowledge what they're doing is sin, but we love the sinner and hate the sin. Right. Y'all follow me? Yes, sir. That's biblical. That's compassion. Yeah. One of my friends, he, was, he just picked up three days ago a, a load of water, and he had it on an open trailer, and the trailer was, I mean, it was piled high, and he went around the corner, and all the water fell in the street, and a lady pulled over, and she was so sweet and kind, and he said, she helped me. We got all the water up, and we're putting it back on the trailer, and she spent all this time, and he said, man, I thought, wow, this lady really cares, and he said, hey, listen, all this water right here, we're just going to pile it up, because there's a lot of homeless people that are living in the woods right here, and that'll make it uh, easier for them to get bottles of water, and she started cursing. He said, she was so angry. She said, we're not going to do that, and she cursed them, and cursed the idea, and cursed this, and cursed that, because she thought they don't deserve those bottles of water and they should get a job. Now, granted, she had no idea what condition they were in, whether they were on drugs, alcohol, or just homeless and in a bad position in life. But she immediately judged them and the compassion was removed. <laughs> she had compassion for my friend to get the water up, but no compassion for the people that are in the woods living with nothing. You'll follow me? To go in service? We have to have compassion. We, we share the message of Jesus Christ to everybody. Everybody. Even those that believe in a false doctrine, I'm going to give them truth. And by the way, I don't have time to debate and argue with them. I'm just going to give them truth. They can love it or leave it. They can accept it or reject it. But I'm going to do my very best. We go in service by also this. This is very important. By using the method of Jesus. This is the physical concept. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. Teaching is the third function under the command to make disciples. I don't know if you remember when we talked about making disciples, but there's parts to it. It's like a recipe to make a disciple. And part of that is to teach them. In other words, part of being and making disciples is living out every action, every method, every truth that Jesus taught. And teach also those that we know that are like faith or even those that don't understand. You know, that is our job. That is our duty. Now watch this. We go in service by using the method of Jesus. Every method he used, we use. And that's biblical. That's why the Bible says that, that we're to observe all things. Everything Jesus did in scripture, we're to observe it, practice it, and use it. That's the methods we go by. You understand? I'll make this very clear. That doesn't mean we compromise. There's methods out there that you can use that, are, that compromise who we are, and that's not what we're called to do. 
uh, this is important. This is not an option. We, according to the passage of Scripture, is in direct reference to obeying. That's what we are to do. We are to obey and follow the very methods of Jesus Christ. That's how we go in service. And so let me bring this together. The methods of Jesus, the methods of Jesus not only were acts of service, but they were also uh, acts in such a way that they showed the love of God. And the way it happened is this. He did it in a number of ways, and I'm just going to cover a few. Jesus was community. He, he had uh, community involvement. I think that's simple to understand. He was involved in his community. He didn't take it lightly that he was a part of Jerusalem. He was involved Jesus loved his community and was involved with a number of different things. He, was, he would speak at the temple. He, practiced, uh, he participated in the activities. He was a part of the weddings. Uh, he went to dinner with those that didn't really add up to what, what he added up to be. Somebody that was very uh, focused on, on, on the fact that Jesus is the answer. And they didn't believe in him to be the answer or the Messiah. But he loved him anyway. And he still had dinner with him, which blows my mind. And then the fact that he, he was so community involved, he was using different methods to be more involved with his community. He didn't conform to them. We do not become the world to reach the world. Come on. I, I like the way 1 Peter says in chapter 2 and verse 11, we're strangers and pilgrims. And that doesn't mean we're weirdos. We're just different. I know there's some weirdos, but even, even Christians can be weirdos. Our goal is not to be a weirdo. We're to be culturally relevant, but biblically sound. Y'all follow me? Yep. And that's so important. And Jesus stood out, but let me remind you, he was so biblically sound and so culturally relevant, people loved him and followed him and didn't consider him a weirdo. I think it's important for Christians not to determine and go above and beyond to look like a weirdo. I'm serious about that. I think we need to be culturally relevant. We need to use the methods that are, that, that are effective, but we don't go so far that we compromise. Generously giving was another thing that Jesus did. Jesus uh, saw the importance of not only giving truth, but also food and help and, and healing and, and purpose to people. You know, I feel like we bypass that. If we're to go in service, we're to generously give. You say, I've got so many ideas. Generously giving is not just your time, your talent, but it's also your treasures. You know, we, we can come up with a lot of ideas, but we have to financially be able to pay for those ideas. It's part of the whole process. Let me give you an example. I kept on coming up with different ideas so we can be more community-minded and, and generously give to our community and just do some simple things that will help them. And so we had to come up with some finances to pay for that, and we did. And now we're doing some new things, and we've put the envelopes in the back last week for you to pledge to give, and some of you have already done that, to some of our, our outreach that will be taking place this summer. But a couple of summers ago, well, last summer and even the summer before, we started branching out to practice the methods of Jesus, generously give of our time and our talents and our treasures. And we wanted to be kind. And, and we did that in a number of different ways. And I believe this is so important. People have said, spooktacular is not important. It's something that Dublin does, but we don't have to participate in it. But it was an opportunity. I'm always praying for opportunity. Opportunity for us to go and to serve. Spooktacular was an opportunity. Let me show you what we did. We gave candy to hundreds of kids, over 2,000 kids. You say, well, that's all you did? No, 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 no. We didn't, we didn't bypass the first part. 
it, to go in services to share the message of Jesus. So there was a kid-friendly track in there that gave the gospel. So the kids got a, a, they got a piece of candy and they got a bracelet, some fun things like that, but also truth. See, that's participating in our community. It's generously giving of our time, our talent, and our treasure to make that happen. But we didn't stop there. We wanted to do more. And so we participated in the parade. And we have another parade coming up. And you say, that's so insignificant. I don't see the purpose of that. There is purpose behind that. Because on that cereal box that we use for the St. Patrick's Day is a QR code. And when you scan that QR code, it would take them to the gospel page on our website and give them truth. So every time they're taking a picture, it, it prompts them to scan that QR code. And there was a reason for that, because we wanted to share the message of Jesus. And this was the method, you follow me, that we use to do it, because we are involved in our community, community-minded, generously giving our time, talents, and treasures to make these things happen. Bottles of water seem so insignificant, but we have found that if you put a really sharp uh, label on it that represents your church and then has a QR code, you can stand out here in the summer and everybody will take one, just about. There's some people that are like, no, you might have put something in there, which could happen, but we didn't. <laughs> But they're taking those and we say, hey, check us out. We're Thrive Church. We're new in the community. Scan the QR code. Not only is taking them to the website, but taking them to the gospel. What is this? This is called a method. Did Jesus do it this way? Not exactly. But we follow the patterns of Jesus and we mimic those to reach our community. I love creativity. I love thinking outside of the box. It's important. We gave those little gifts to businesses because we thought it was important for them to know we're a new church in the community. This seems really simplistic, but these little things in this packet you can use, but also it's going to lay around inside their office area or at the front desk, and it's going to give them the name of the church, but also there's the QR code and the website so they can hear the gospel. How about the supplies for schools? So who has time for that? The government pays for their supplies. But we were able to reach out to them to give this bag to 400 different teachers to say, hey, we're Thrive Church. We love you. Here's some things you can use for your class. But also it pointed back to the gospel. This is a method. This is what we do as a church because it's part of our DNA. It's generously giving of our time, talents, and treasures to make these things happen. You have to use the methods of Jesus because they work. But watch this. Practical teaching was one of the methods of Jesus too. The Son of God intentionally chose to teach simplistically and biblically. He never compromised who he was. If there was people like, I just don't know if you're the Son of God, he didn't go, well, you know, uh, well, it's okay if you don't believe that. No, he never denied himself. And we are not to do that either. Yeah. We give simplistic preaching and teaching so people can understand we're culturally relevant, but we do not compromise the truth. We were never called to be theologians. <laughs> we have theologians that are available that we can lean on and we can read their commentaries and their books and we can hear some of them preach and that's amazing. But we as the church do not have that ability to fulfill that theological mentality and, and use that knowledge to, to speak at universities and stuff. We're just people. We do what we can and use the methods God has given us, and we can be simplistic. And I love this about Jesus. His method was to give parables and stories. Say, so, well, I just can't teach. I can't do it. Can you, can you tell a story to a child? Well, Jesus found a way to use, he used a method called parables and stories 
to teach people truth, but he never compromised the message because he wanted us to realize that this method works and anybody can do it. If we introduce truth to people through dramas, through gospel illusions, storytelling, music, we're not compromising. No, this is just a method that works. Now, there's ways in which you can do that, and it can compromise the truth. Yeah. Let me tell you, it's happening all the time. There's a pastor in Oklahoma, while preparing for his Easter drama, he told his staff that we are going to do everything possible to reach people. He said it this way, we're going to go to the edge on this. So his staff's like, what does that mean? We're going to go to the edge on this. And so he says this, Pastor, I mean, the, his staff is like, Pastor, how far are we going to go? I mean, how far on the edge are we going to go? And he said this. He said, we're going to do everything short of sin. Well, let me tell you something. That is compromising the method, and therefore you are compromising the message. Right. <laughs> we are part of the world, but we are not the world. Let me make it very clear what God says. According to Scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 22, abstain from all appearance of evil. Our job is use these beautiful methods to reach people, but we never compromise who we are in Christ. You'll follow me? And we never will. We never will. Because I feel like it's vitally important to stay biblically sound and never veer from that. Jesus never used methods that would put him on the edge of sin. And we never will either. The fact of the matter is, according to Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, we are not to be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's things that we can do to reach the world and methods we can use without compromising the message. Yeah, the methods do change, but the message never does. Yeah. Now, get this and never forget this. It's very important. We will go above and beyond to reach our community and love them where they're at. But we don't have to conform to what they are. You understand? That's so important. I'm talking about when it comes to sin. Uh, I remember there's a church in Canal, and they were so excited because they were going to participate in this event. And the event took place at Brewdog. And they're thinking, well, maybe this is a good opportunity to give the gospel, and everybody's gathering together. No, they set up a they set up a big stage, and they did worship, and then they sat around, and drank beers together. That's compromising the method. That's not what we're to do. Let me, let me make this very clear. We're in the world, but not of the world. And I think there's a right way to do it. And the right way is using the methods of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And before you know it, if you're not careful and you're conforming to these organizations and you're saying, well, this is a way to get in, there's going to be a time where you're going to regret what you did because they're so contrary to scripture. You're going to look and say, wow, what were we thinking? And I don't want to get in that position. BrewDog in the next couple of weeks is going to have a trans show. Trans are going to come together and they're going to, this drag show is going to be performing right there on the same type stage that this church performed on. The point is, they don't know any better, but we do. Y'all follow me? Amen. We do. Amen. And we're going to love them and reach them and, 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 and help them, but we just can't bow the knee to it. And that's vitally important as a church. Let me close. Let me just tell you, sharing Jesus' message and using his methods is not as hard as people make it to be. He just loved people. He just had compassion for people, and he looked for opportunity to reach people. 
I want to constantly look, at, look for opportunity. Constantly. I mean, just look for opportunity to get the word out, to love people and care for people. Right now, we're looking for opportunity to get in the nursing homes and what we can do with that. First responders, even the opportunity maybe to get into the funeral homes because so often people lose a, lo a loved one to death and they have nobody to preach the funeral. But we can't do it alone. It's so sad because people are looking for community. They want to know the message of Jesus. They may not say that. They may not even realize it at, right, at this point. But we use different methods, just like Jesus did, in, in to reach into their life and help them where they're at. Yeah. So what methods can Thrive Church use to reach Dublin, Ohio? And are you willing to participate? Yeah. Are you willing to step out of your comfort zone and do something that maybe you're not comfortable with? but willing to try something new. Because we, the church, if we're to go in service, we do it by sharing the message of Jesus, that's spiritual, and also we are to do it by using the methods of Jesus, that's physical, where to go. Do you claim to be a thinker? You don't have to raise your hand, I don't want you to embarrass yourself, just in case you're not a thinker, and everybody's like, no, you're not. If you're a thinker, then you need to take some time and think outside of the box on opportunities that you could develop something you can create to say this is a need this is something we can do to get the word out to share the message of Jesus Christ and there's endless endless opportunities right here in our backyard but we just don't take the time to tap into it so with that in mind I want to ask you this are you willing to take this third step of discipleship we gather and worship we grow in groups and we go in service. Are you ready to serve? Are you ready to be selfless? And let me remind you, we serve in the church and outside of the church. It's not just near and far, it's right here in the building as well. And I know this is a library, and it's so difficult to get involved because we are in the library. We don't have a lot of opportunities at this point until we get a building. But this is the beautiful thing. You need to find a way to serve, no matter if it's in the library or if it's across the street, in the park. When there's opportunity to get involved, get involved. That's going in service. There's an opportunity you see to get the word out, share it. Now it could be horrible and we'll talk that through in a very political way to let you know that's horrible, but maybe not so blunt. But we're in this together and we can figure it out because we love our community and we have to have compassion. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we close this service, I, I, I know it's easy to talk about going in service, and, um, but it's harder to do because we have to actually get up to go. And I, I know that's not easy at times. I pray, Lord, you help us to be motivated, heavenly focused, not earthly. Help us to realize the importance of thinking outside of the box to reach our community with bigger and better methods, but not compromise the message. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, that you'll help us as a church never to bypass the importance of having com uh, compassion on, on our community, but also going out and reaching them. Help us as a church to apply these things. Right where you're at in your seat, with your head bowed and your eyes closed, I'm going to tell you, the reality is this. People don't serve because of one of two reasons. One because they don't have Jesus Christ in their life and they just don't know any better. 
Or two, Jesus is in their life and they're just lazy. The fact of the matter is, if you're the first one, there's hope. There's hope because Jesus Christ loves you and the message is clear. There is only one God. Jesus lived, he died, and he rose again to give you new life. Not just a home in heaven one day when you die, but life here on earth because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's going to give you a successful life. The question is, have you ever given your life to Jesus Christ? If you are a Christian and you know for sure that you're a believer in Jesus Christ, would you raise your hand and raise it high and say, I'm not ashamed. I know for sure I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I know. Very good. You may put your hand down. I believe every hand was raised. And I'm so grateful. But if you couldn't raise your hand or maybe you're struggling your mind on this and you raised it because you felt pressure, let me tell you, faith is a beautiful, simplistic thing. And all you have to do is trust Jesus Christ. Simply ask him into your life and say in your own words, Lord, I, I truly believe that you are the son of God, that Jesus, that you lived and you died and you rose again. And by faith, I'm trusting you. Isn't that beautiful? So many have done that. I mean, literally the whole room raised their hand, but maybe you're struggling and you've never done that. Today, the Bible says the day of salvation, right there in your seat where you're at, in your own words, trust Christ. Say, God, I'm asking you in my life, forgive me of my sin, become my Lord and Savior. I'm trusting you today. But maybe you're in that second category, and it was a little abrasive to say you're lazy, but maybe you're not lazy. Maybe you just don't have confidence. That's not okay to say. I think so. You say, I, don't, I just don't know if I can go and serve. I feel like I'm, I'm not equipped. Well, you're not alone. We're in this together. We'll help you. Let's serve together. Loving God, loving others, serving both. That's who we are. So I'm challenging you right now. Get past just getting up in the morning, going to work, coming home, eating, and going back to bed. Break, the, break that mold. Decide right now that you are going to serve God with your time, your talents, and treasures, and use the methods that are effective. Choose now. Let's do this together. And you say, how do I get started? When the opportunity arises, and we have an opportunity for you to get involved and sign up to serve in the community, take advantage of it. That's how you do it.